My name is Lyle Thompson, and you're listening to Pro Lacrosse Talk. On Shriver. Snyder whip, scores! Padel scores! Hands off for Rabel, switches hands and scores! Kylie O'Miller showing off those shifty skills. Right off the bat, there's Lyle Thompson! Welcome to Pro Lacrosse Talk, the voice of Pro Lacrosse. I'm Hunt, he's Adam, together we're bringing you interviews with your favorite players and coaches, as well as news from all four professional lacrosse leagues. We're here with Lyle Thompson, two-time Torton Award winner, forward in 2017 NLL champion with the Georgia Swarm, attackman in 2019 MLL champion with the Chesapeake Bayhawks, and member of the Iroquois men's national lacrosse team. Lyle, welcome to the show. Yep, thanks for having me. So Lyle, let's go back to where it all began. You grew up on the Onondaga Nation, uh, where lacrosse is obviously a huge part of your lives, and more than just a sport. Uh, in past interviews, you've talked about how you had a stick in your hand before you could even walk. Um, describe the cultural impact that lacrosse has had on you and your family. You know, to sort of look back and reflect on on all the things I've learned from from the game, um, and it's 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 really become a basis of who I am today. And I mm-hmm. think a lot of players can can sort of reflect back and and say that. But um, you know, the things I've learned from the game of lacrosse, I've really instilled in literally every aspect of my life and making. Mm-hmm. Um, the little decisions and the big decisions and and just how I want to raise my kids and how I want to impact those that that I meet or those people that I'm surrounded by and and I always go to go to the three main things I've I've really learned from the game and that were taught to me from my parents growing up and and sort of taught as a whole within our culture um, when I guess learning the game, learning about the game lacrosse, and and the number one thing I guess you would say is respect. And mm-hmm. to me, um, what respect means is is really just to be mindful, be mindful of yourself, be mindful of of your opponent, of the people watching, and in in general, just be mindful of everyone. And in that respect aspect, I learned first from the game of lacrosse. I learned how to respect my stick. I learned how to respect, you know, my teachers and and my opponents and my teammates and myself all through the game of lacrosse. But I heard that word a lot, respect, respect, as a kid. And even right up until until today, um, I still hear that word. So um, I, I really look back and, and that's one of the key things I've I've learned from, from playing the game. The second thing would just be to play with a clear mind, you hear that a lot in, in mm-hmm. I guess, my interviews. They say, in, in my, a lot of the elders say in my community, is play with a good mind and use the good mind. You know, those two things. Um, you hear, I, I heard a lot as a kid. And to be honest, for a long time, I didn't know what that meant. Mm-hmm. And what I've broken it down to today is just to be, just to be positive, be optimistic. And that effect plays a huge effect um, to sort of go out to a game and go out in, li- in life and to be present and to be um, optimistic and positive. And that energy spreads across the people you meet and in the people you're around. And then the last thing, and, and honestly, I think is probably the most important thing is to have fun, to be mm-hmm. passionate. And um, those three things growing up, I learned a lot from from not just my parents, but my brothers and just different community members. 
And I think a huge part of it was that community aspect growing up in Onondaga Nation that, that really helped me understand the cultural aspect of the game of lacrosse. Yeah, no, those three things are, are terrific. And I really liked how you touched on the optimism, uh, you know, being one of them, because I know in the MLL's feature on you and your family, you talked about how you grew up without running water and electricity until you were 11 years old. Um, you actually look at that situation in a positive light, though, because it kept you outside for hours playing lacrosse. Uh, tell us more about this period and how it kind of shaped your love for the game. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, you know, whenever I, I guess, share the story or, or reflect back on it, um, it's not a, like I said, it's not a, it's not a bad memory. It's not a bad time in my life. Um, I never seen it as a struggling time or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It was just a time. Um, and looking back on it now, I obviously I've realized that, you know, it wasn't normal. It wasn't what every kid, every, you know, nine, 10 year old kid had to go through. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, when I look back at it, I realized that, the reason it was so important for me to take that route and and how it had such a impact on my life is because it got me outside. Mm-hmm. That was nothing. Yeah. That was nothing. Nothing for me inside. Nothing for me and my brothers. Um, you go inside and you know you go in your room. The bed was was there for you to sleep in. Um, we didn't have a TV. Um, all of our all of our toys were outside and mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, I don't. I don't think my parents drew it up that way. It was just the way it was. Mm-hmm. But you know, the the good positive thing about it was that it allowed us to spend a lot of time outside and um, be really active, be involved in sports, and and um, that was sort of where I developed my love for not just lacrosse but all the sports I I got into. That's awesome. And then kind of fast forward a little bit uh, to your college years. You chose to join your older brother, Miles, and cousin Ty at University of Albany to play under Coach Marr. Uh, while there, you obviously rewrote the record books, finishing with the most career points and assists in, in D1 history. What really went into your decision to attend Albany, and how do you feel your game really evolved uh, as your career progressed there? Yeah, I mean, I decided to go to Albany, you know, one, because – it was close to home, and mm-hmm. for me and my brother, we were making our decision together to mm-hmm. to, to attend a, a school that that we could go to, and and essentially we just wanted to play lacrosse. We wanted to hop on a team and and be able to play as freshmen. And you know, I don't I don't think a lot of people view it in that way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of kids want to go. I, I'm not I'm not really sure, but. Um, it might be about a championship. It might be about, you know, the university or the education. And, and to be honest, for me and Miles, we just went to lacrosse. It was, mm-hmm. it was it was our passion. And, um, you know, Coach Marr did a really good job of, of sort of letting us know that, you know, this his system was fit for us and that it, it would be a fun system. But also we were going to play. Um, for four years, we're going to play four years of lacrosse. So I think that was that was a big selling point, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. for, for us. But mm-hmm. also, you know, Miles, Miles wasn't heavily recruited. And um, I wasn't going anywhere without him. He wasn't going anywhere without me. So um, it, was, it was a group decision between me and him. 
Mm-hmm. And um, we thought we thought that that's that's a school that fit best for us. No, that's great. Um, and you know, you talk about your making the decision with your brother Miles. Um, in twenty fourteen, you won the Torton Trophy, and you did so with Miles. A testament to both of your seasons, considering it had never been won by two players, let alone two brothers. Uh, the next year, you won it again. Uh, what was it like winning that first one with your brother, and how special it is to win the award that has such significance not only to the game of lacrosse but to Indigenous people as well? Yeah, it was a it was definitely a special feeling to to win that with uh, with Miles and sort of just the season we had. It was a it was a special season, and and as an athlete, you go into a season with obviously expectations to do well. Um, and sometimes you, sh- you shock yourself, you shock your, you know, you, you say one thing, but I'm not sure we fully believed, um, how talented of a group we had that year. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, you know, I think we had, we had a really fun season. We had a really good group of, group of guys with, you know, the, the class below me, which was Blaze, um, Blaze mm-hmm. Reardon, which was a, pretty heavy class for us Mm -hmm. really brought our team together and and you know the style of lacrosse we were playing was was really changing the whole college scene and in the way lacrosse was being played so um you know our coaches allowed us to play that way as a team you know it wasn't Mm -hmm. just it wasn't me and miles it was it was part of the system since we got there so um just that whole season was fun and to cap it off winning that award with miles was something special and and it's something you know you you don't really ever think would would happen you know i didn't i didn't think you know i thought it was going to be one or the other mm-hmm. you, know, you never envisioned two people winning an award like that um so it was a special feeling that's great and kind of after your time at albany you were drafted by the launch in 2015 first overall and eventually uh, ended up with the Bayhawks in 2017, where where you've been since. Um, how was it making that transition from the college to pro game? You know, I mean, the college game is is so much different than than the pro game. Where when I stepped into the pro the pros in Florida, it was my first year was um, a big learning experience for me because mm-hmm. obviously I played off of off a of talent a lot. You know, I wasn't I wasn't hitting the gym. I didn't start hitting the gym until I was a senior at college. Mm-hmm. And um you know, looking at the the college scene is is it's a team defense. You got a full week to prepare for your opponent. There's a lot of scouting involved. There's a lot of film involved. And um obviously in the in the pros, you know, you're meeting with your team the day before a game and then you're going out and it's a quick scout and a quick turnaround. Mm-hmm. And, and I realized that in the pros, it's it's the other part about it is it's a one-on-one matchup for the most part, and um, and I think it's changing, changing now. Um, you're seeing teams become more prepared for opponents and, and mm-hmm. having, I guess, a better scout on me, um, <laughs> especially this year because I've seen a lot of teams. You know, they were prepared for to play against me, and they're prepared to play against our offense in our mm-hmm. style of offense. Whereas the first year, um, if you're able to beat your guy one-on-one, there's a good chance you're getting to the middle of the field for a good shot. Um, and that was the first, that was my first experience, the, the big curve um, from college to pros, whereas college, 
you know, I was getting triple teamed, double teamed. Um, defense, defensive teams built their scout around me, and you could see it, whereas my first year in the pros, um, you know, I wasn't used to that one-on-one matchup, and, and honestly, I think I was – I wasn't prepared for it because I was, uh, you know, these guys were the best of the best and mm-hmm. bigger, stronger, and faster. So I wasn't able to get around, get away with those same old tricks. Um, you know, not to say I I had a terrible year, but um, it was definitely a building year for me. Yeah, no, it's it's nice to see that uh, you recognize though what you needed to really work on and. Um, you definitely improved because now you're a veteran in the league and you're coming off a 73-point MVP season that culminating with the Chesapeake Bayhawks winning the championship, uh, which you shared with your Bayhawk and Swarm teammate Brendan Bomberry. Um, what was it like winning your first ever MLL title in what was a stellar MVP season? It was fun. I mean, we we have a really good, really, really fun locker room, um, good group of guys, and, and obviously that's one of the goals, one of the many goals a team sets out at the beginning of the year is to win a championship. So, um, you know, it was, it was a fun year and, um, it was exciting for me to be able to, to play, you know, a full season for the first time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, um, you know, I, I go out there and, and play with the same goals every single time. I step on the field and, and like I said at the beginning, it's those, I always go back to those same three things um, when I play the game and that's what it's about for me. So um, when it comes to that, that championship, um, you know, I, I always try to stay focused and, and reach that goal of winning a championship. But at the same time, um, each and every game, I focus on being present and enjoying every single game, um, I guess, the same way. Yeah, and kind of going off of that, you obviously talked about how the squad really meshed well. Um, kind of going forward for, for next season and beyond, what really excites you most uh, about defending that title with, with Coach Cottle and the rest of your Bayhawks teammates next season? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's sort of just building off of this year. Um yep. We got we got you know a team that's been together for a number of years now, so um, the chemistry's there, and I think with chemistry comes comes a lot more um, in in teamwork and having fun. So all that stuff will will come more naturally now, and and I think it'll help us in the long run. So Lyle, now that we're on the subject of professional championships, let's go back to the 2017. Uh, when you won your first ever professional championship with your brothers Miles and Jerome with the Swarm uh, defeating your brother Jeremy in the Saskatchewan Rush in two games. Um, that second game, you guys were down 14-13 to 13 with a minute and a half to go. Uh, you got a look at the empty net and took a shot with seconds ticking down, and your brother Jeremy blocked the shot for the Rush uh, before it was picked up and buried by Joel White with three seconds left to force overtime. Then in overtime, you found your brother Miles for the game winner. Talk us through that wild finish, and what was it like playing in a championship series with your brothers Miles and Jerome, and then against your brother Jeremy? You know, we 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 honestly couldn't write a better ending. It was it was a crazy crazy game. Um, probably one of the most exciting games I've I've ever been a part of, and and just the way it ended, the series of events that that sort of came together. Crazy to. To sort of think about and it was crazy in the moment with 
with uh, Jeremy making the save and, and sort of us even making it, giving us, our, us ourselves a chance to, to go into overtime. And then the game-winning goal being a pass off of me to Miles for the game winner. It was special. It was fun. And um, one of one of my favorite lacrosse me- memories for sure. No, that's great. That's, you know, it must have been really special. And I know you guys are probably excited about, uh, you know, getting to that championship game again. Yeah, for sure. This team has been together, sort of the core draft class, uh, coming in the year before me with my And then my group, you know, having a lot of us still here, me, Randy Stott, uh, Chad Tutton, Brian Cole, you know, all these guys, we've been in the league for, for a number of years now. Our group has been together for a long time, and our chemistry is definitely built throughout those years. And um, you know, I'm looking forward to the season. I think we're gonna we're gonna do well. That's great. Um, and, and this past fall, yeah. Speaking of, of, of playing, uh, you participated in the World Indoor Championships as a men- member of the Iroquois men's national team. Uh, you suffered an injury early on that limited you a little bit, but uh, wasn't your first time down in the jersey. What do you think about every time you represent the Iroquois um, and what it's like to play for that team? Obviously, you take pride in, in representing you know, something larger than yourself and, and sort of that group of people you identify with and, and me being, you know, Native American and playing, putting that jersey on and representing Native Americans, it, there's, there's some sort of, I don't really know how to describe it, um, a little extra meaning to it when you throw that on and you go play. Um, so every time I play for the Iroquois, it's, it's that way. And, you know, obviously this year it sort of sucked. I was, played two minutes of the first game and then yeah. um, probably shouldn't have played the championship game, but I went out there and limped around. Um, but, <laughs> you know, I learned a lot from the experience of being injured and then going into the MLS season, yep. um, you know, I was still injured and a lot, of, a lot of lessons learned from sort of that whole month of September going into October. Mm-hmm. No, that's, it's great that you're able to overcome that injury and, um, you know, and kind of play through it. Uh, you know, uh, we admire that that crit that you you showed. Um, but that wraps up our main questions. We're gonna take a quick break, hear a word from our sponsor, and then we'll dive into our five and five segment where we'll ask you some lacrosse questions as well as some off the field questions as well. Today's show is being brought to you in part by Stitcher Premium. You can use Stitcher Premium to listen to shows ad-free such as Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, My Favorite Murder, Wolverine the Lost Trail, or our favorite, The Fantasy Footballers. For only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year, you get access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, and comedy albums. Better yet, if you go over to stitcher.com premium and use the promo code lacrosse today, you can get one month free. So head on over to Stitcher, sign up, and get your free trial today. Alright, so welcome back. Uh, it's time to get to our 5 and 5 segment. Uh, so I'll ask the lacrosse questions, and my first one will be, uh, do you have any pregame superstitions or routines? I'll take a quote from, from my teammate, um, Zed Williams. I don't really have, you know, strict pregame rituals, but um, I have my reminders, and I sort of instilled that from Zeddy. Um, you know, I, I think before I had the same attitude, but 
Um, last year we had a we had a offensive sort of game where it was like speed dating. We went across and asked a bunch of questions to each one of our our offensive teammates, and <laughs> someone asked Zeddy that question, Zed Williams, and and that was his answer. He's he's sort of um, you know a quiet guy, but he's always got a really meaningful way of saying things, and and that stuck out to me when he said that. So. Um, it got me thinking before my games. Um, and, it, and it's the same. It's actually been the same way for me for a while. I like to listen to music. I like to tape my stick. Um, I don't do it every game, but but if it needs to be done, I usually do that. Things I need to do as far as stretching and, and getting in, you know, game ready as far as mentally, listening to some music, being calm, uh, stuff like that, mm-hmm. enjoying the moment. And then before the game, I always give thanks for for the moment I'm in and uh, being able to play the game of lacrosse and and um, other than that you know nothing crazy. Okay. Yeah. No. That's that's great. Um, my second question is more of a hypothetical one, but uh, it's you and your three brothers, and you're about to play a pickup game of two on two. Uh, what are the teams and who's winning? <laughs> yeah. So um, the teams are me and Jeremy versus. Miles and Heine, it's a, what it's always been with every sport we've played. Tough to say who's winning <laughs> because it's, it's it's honestly been going back and forth since since we started keeping track. Um, honestly, I think me and Jeremy got got more wins, but since we start keeping track, Miles and Heine are a game above us. <laughs> okay, well, we'll have to follow up with you on that and. Uh... See where you guys yeah, are. Yeah, we do a game every time. year. Um, number three, uh, you and your brothers, you, you run Thompson Brothers Lacrosse, uh, which manufactures some lacrosse equipment. Um, so what is your current lacrosse stick set up in terms of shaft head and stringing these days, and does it vary from the box game to the field game? I'm not picky when it comes to a shaft, mm-hmm. but I, I do like the the new Nike composite. Okay. okay. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it's a va- vapor, but... They made it new where it's like Nike, a vapor composite. Um, I just like the feeling of it. It's, mm-hmm. it's got like a, I guess like a little sandy feeling to it. And then a head is a Nike Lakota U. I like that just because it's, uh, I've honestly been using one since high school. And it it's perfect for how I string. Um, I sort of like a mid pocket and... And I honestly never change up the way I string my Lakota U's, so um, I think that's why I like it. It's it's really mm-hmm. easy for me to string. But um, you know, honestly, I like kids that that are like that have are are pretty easy to string. And and um, yeah, that's my that the only thing that changes from from a box stick to a field stick is how much slide um um how much hold it has. Okay. In, in field, I like a lot of, not a lot of hold, but more hold than in box. I actually, okay. and then in box, um, I like it to slide right out. Gotcha. Yeah, you want to get that quick release, you know, with a little bit less time in, in the box game. That makes sense. Yeah. Number four on my lacrosse list is, uh, what has been your favorite venue to play lacrosse at? And that can be more than one if you have multiple ones. Favorite venue. Um... That's a tough one because it's it sort of comes to the city too because some mm-hmm. cities are just fun to be in. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I like I like Denver. It's always it's just a fun city to be in. There's a lot to do there, but also um, you know playing in the Pepsi Center and it's a really big arena, but but they do a really good job of of filling the seats there. Um, mm-hmm. And I've always sort of my four years of playing there. Um, I've actually never won, so I don't know why I said that. <laughs> but, uh, but it's always we always play there on like New Year's, mm-hmm. um, and it's usually their home opener, so it's a packed house, and it's just a really fun environment to be in. The other one is is Saskatchewan. Um, you know, any any sold out arena is is crazy to be a part of. So. Um, they're always sold out, and and um, it's sort of that that environment. You know, it it makes it feel it brings so much more energy, and in every goal here and how quiet the arena gets, or um, being on the opposing side, obviously, um, it's it's sort of a a cool feeling to be a part of. Yeah, no, kind of like silence the the building. That's it's pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Um, my final one for the lacrosse list is uh, a little bit of a tougher one, but who is someone in the lacrosse community, whether it's a teammate, opponent, coach, or even a family member that you really admire? I mean, off the top of my head, it's, it's got, I got to go with, uh, you know, Coach Mar. He's, he's helped me in so many ways and he's helped, um, he's helped build, you know, I just think he cares so much about his players and, mm-hmm my relationship with him, it allowed me to learn a lot from, from being a part of that program. And, and just even after college, um, we still stay in touch pretty often. And, um, he's always checking in after games or before games and he's just someone who cares about his players. So I think he's someone who's really impacted me outside of, you know, my, my family. That's awesome. The man does it all too. We saw recently, at one of the Albany football games, he got on the sideline and helped with the chain gang too. So um, it seems like yeah, he's a popular that. person at Albany. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so some non-lacrosse-related uh, questions. Number one, what what are some hobbies or activities outside of the game that you enjoy doing when you're not on the field? I love working out nowadays. Been getting into nutrition. I got into working out. You know, like I said, my senior year, but I, I never really um, paid much attention to what I was putting in my diet, putting in my body. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sort of just into experiment. I I like being my own experiment. You know, what I mean, I uh, yeah, testing out what I like, testing out what works for me. Um, so I consider that a hobby. I spend more time than I probably should on. <laughs> paying attention to to that nutrition and, and fitness but also just there's a lot of things that outside of lacrosse is just uh you know spending time with my kids and sure. and i enjoy just drawing painting um i guess art um that's sort of my main hobby if i get if i get some time i usually just doodle around with a pen or or a pencil and and um yeah that's great and and you kind of talked about from a nutrition standpoint, uh, that kind of leads right into my next question. Uh, do you have a favorite meal, and if so, do you prefer to dine out, take out, or cook at home? Yeah, I have a favorite meal. Um, 
I mean, it honestly changes. I mean, mm-hmm. sure. too much of anything, you know, obviously gets gets sickened. Um, yeah. It's a tough when you compare it to dine in or dine out. Um, I try not to dine out too often, but mm-hmm. for the most part, if I'm cooking, um, I like to cook a salmon. Oven roasted salmon, I throw all kinds of spices on it. Throw some maple syrup on it, give it some sweet but spicy okay. flavor. Okay. Um, and then I just put together a salad, simple salad. Um, and that's what I had for lunch today. Sounds oh, that's good. Awesome. <laughs> that's perfect. Um, and, and you talked in the lacrosse questions about your favorite place to play. Um, but from a non-lacrosse side of things, any uh, place in particular uh, that's a favorite vacation spot for, for you or your family? Well, I, don't, I can't say I vacate. You know, I don't really vacation sure. often. Um, and I haven't, I haven't really been outside of, if it's not lacrosse, you know, obviously mm-hmm. I went to Finland, um, you know, Israel last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the only place I've really been to vacation was, was Florida and, and Hawaii. So, okay. Um, I guess a, a place I would like to go. Mm-hmm. Um, one day is Alaska. My wife isn't about the cold though, so <laughs> that <laughs> might be a tough sell. Then she wants to go to China. Okay. She wants to see the culture there and stuff like that. So I'll probably end up going to China before I go to uh, Alaska. A little bit longer of a of a flight for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. And and you talked about uh, Coach Marr and and you admire him in the lacrosse community. Uh, but from a non lacrosse standpoint, who's your favorite non lacrosse athlete uh, to get a chance to see play? I'm gonna be honest. I don't really watch. That's okay. I don't really watch TV at all. <laughs> but uh, I like. I mean, I'm I'm a big basketball guy. I never okay. paid attention to, to mm-hmm. like hockey or I've never been into watching football or anything like that so I gotta go with uh Kyrie Irvin and then before right. that I like Kobe Bryant there we go two good answers two good answers Kyrie's a favorite amongst lacrosse guys I feel like we had uh I believe Jules Henningberg was one who was yep. a big fan of Kyrie and then uh, somebody else mentioned I'm gonna draw a blank on who it was but Kyrie being another athlete that they like to watch uh and then and then my last one any books or podcasts or uh, anything like that that you're listening to or reading that you might uh recommend to a friend or teammate no yeah i, I listen to every time i work out i usually listen mm-hmm. to podcasts as far as podcasts my favorite podcast i'm more of a serious type of i guess personality mm-hmm. um, i listen to aubrey marcus he does a lot of like um, he's got a lot of like, spiritual gas. He's awesome. I listen to him too. He he also throws in like um, honestly everything like yeah, um, athletics, you know, diet, everything. Um, so he's probably my favorite podcast to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I'm reading um, "A New Earth" by Eckhart Tolle. It's a oh, spiritual book. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty eye opening, but you know it's not for everybody for sure. Um, but me and my wife read it, and I'm reading over it again. Yeah, yeah, that that one's great. And I, uh, the power of now. I don't know if you ever had a chance to read that one too, but that's another great Ecker book. 
Yeah, I looked at the power up now. It's it's a little bit more wordy. Yeah. Um, but but I'm gonna finish this one and, and maybe one day I'll 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 read that one too. But there's a there's a ton of crazy um you know, just way to operate and, yeah. and it really opens up your mind and and how to look at life I guess every day. Yeah, absolutely. So, um yeah. I've learned a lot from it so far. That's great. And uh that's awesome. Um and that wraps up our five and five segment, but we like to end with one final question that we ask all our guests, and that is, what is some advice that you'd have for a young player looking to one day play lacrosse professionally? I mean, it's it's sort of always the the same thing. Um, I don't really think it's important to to get all fancy with things, and obviously nowadays you're seeing a lot of a lot of these kids are seeing athletes, you know, complicate your skills. You know what I mean? You gotta you gotta train this way or you gotta do this and and to be honest, I I think it's just about making sure you're you're having fun. Like I said at the beginning, yep. that's why I said that one being the most important because with fun comes passion. Mm-hmm. And with passion everything else blossoms from it. Um because because um you're able to do things, you're able to be you know, focused and and have fun and train and not even know you're doing it because you're just enjoying yourself so much. And it also becomes like a medicine. Um, mm-hmm. It becomes a meditation to be outside and to grab your stick and to shoot on a net. And however you want to shoot, maybe you're not shooting on a net. Maybe you're you're playing wall ball. Um, maybe that's what's fun for you. But But for me, you know, I've tested out different things. Sometimes I like practicing some crazy thing where I got to shoot over, you know, a pylon or, or mm-hmm. something that forces me to shoot overhand or forces me to throw a twist or forces me to shoot off my back foot. Yes, sometimes that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but as long as it, I'm not going to do it if I'm not enjoying it. Um, mm-hmm. So I think when it comes to the youth and, and when you're at a certain age, it's just about having fun, grabbing your stick and, you have your stick in your hand skills are going to build from it i don't care what you're doing if you're just Mm -hmm. fiddling around with your stick if you're taking reps hitting bottles in the corner if you're aiming for a hole on a board if you're aiming for a brick on a wall it doesn't really matter what you're doing as long as you're you're having fun with it skills going to build from from that that tool that stick being in your hand and um don't overthink it you know i mean take these different you know, drills you're seeing on Instagram from from different athletes and different lacrosse players. Yeah, take them, utilize them, but don't feel the need to have to do it, um, which I feel like is, is sort of becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. No, that's but, great. Yeah, that's that's my main thing is just to continue to have fun with it. If if you're if if you lose the passion, um, you know, a lot more can come with that. Yeah, no, I, I think that's great. I mean, it's really indicative, too, I think, of your playing style. You play a free-flowing style of lacrosse, and um, I, I I, feel like that's probably because of the way, you know, you train and you, you enjoy it and you try things out, and that's good for young listeners to hear that there's not one size fits all for everybody, and as long as you're enjoying the game and, like you said, have the stick in your hand, uh, you can develop your own style. So I think that's some great advice. 
Um, well, Lyle, this has been terrific. Where can people find you on social media? Yeah, my my Instagram and my Twitter is Lyle the number four Thompson. Um, and I'm not I'm not too I'm not too active on Twitter, <laughs> but uh, you know I'm, I'm more of an Instagram guy. Mm-hmm. But and I mean those those are my handles. All right, awesome. Oh, thank you. Um, but you know, Lyle, we really appreciate you joining us. Uh, thank you again. Congrats on your MVP and championship winning season with the Bayhawks, and best of luck this season with the Swarm. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. Thanks for having me, and uh, have a good one. Today's show is being brought to you in part by Stitcher Premium. You can use Stitcher Premium to listen to shows ad-free such as Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, My Favorite Murder, Wolverine the Lost Trail, or our favorite, The Fantasy Footballers. For only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year, you get access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, and comedy albums. Better yet, if you go over to stitcher.com premium and use the promo code lacrosse today, you can get one month free. So head on over to Stitcher, sign up, and get your free trial today.